Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. All right, so we're beginning the final full week of April. Hard to believe. I think when we come back a week from today, it will be May 2nd. Am I right? I have no idea. I only can do one day at one day at a time up in here. I think May 2nd or May 1st is... Sunday. No, it's Monday. Is it Monday? Yeah. So, okay. So we a will, week from today is May a 1st. week from today is May first. See, I can't. I can't keep track of the days either. Is what's scary to me <laughs> is we're still freezing. Like, I mean, it was cold, cold, like mid twenties on some of our overnights here, and we've got more of that coming. And we are a month away, less than that. Probably, well, about a month away from them opening our Spring Lake Park pool, public pool that we have here in Lower Lower North Mankato. And uh, I can't even think about outdoor swimming right now. You just get out of the pool and put your Sorrells on. Yeah. And bring your down comforter instead of a towel. This cover up. You know, people talk about seasonal depression and things like that. Seasonal affective disorder, is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, about a week and a half ago, we had some 80s and even a 90. And people were outside in their shorts and T-shirts, and they were getting the itch to do yard work. Everyone was so happy. Yeah. And it's like this weird like this weird change of direction, 180 degrees, we're, we're heading back in the wrong direction. We're, it's back to winter. And, you know, it's, this is, you know, I talked about this on Friday a little bit, how it just starts to wear on you. But this crossed my mind this past weekend. We're heading into May and we only will, it will be, and it's going to be cold. So we'll be, we'll be looking forward to June when it warms up. And then you know how it is by that first week of August, you're thinking back to school and starting to stress about that and fall in all of the things that come with it and doing all of that preparation. So in reality, we get about two months. (laughs) Stupid target puts the school supplies out after the 4th of July. That's the honest to God truth. And, And I think most people start to feel once 4th of July passes that you're into the twilight hours of summer and you really are, you're really not. You're only about the halfway point. Right. But that's like what they sell you. I know. Like back it's to school. so sad. Get your backpack. I'm like, get my, I just, I barely even got a marshmallow on the fire yet. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's just because I remember last year we got into a week or two into May and it was still like dreary and cold and dark and everybody was like, is summer ever coming? And I feel like we're heading back down that road. One thing that I was, I'm trying to look for a silver lining, the warm weather that week in April that we did get did green things up. The grass, the grass is green and things are starting to like bud. But we've had a a couple of, more than a couple we've had several nights now back down into the 20s i know i think my tulips are zapped they didn't even get to bloom and they're zapped because it's been too cold it's unbelievable right i haven't even had a chance to get out and really start to work in the yard because the reason i bring that up is i know that now 
Like people have like vegetable plants and stuff inside and getting them prepped, right? For when they move them out, which is traditionally that that those that day after Mother's Day, right? When you consistently have temps, overnight temps at about 50 or above, I think yes. is what they tell you to look for. We're struggling to get to 20 right now. 50 during the during the during the day for a high is is <sighs> has been good news lately. It's killing me. It's dry. Are you still are you still all in on your vegetable garden? No. Why? Because I know that I won't be able to sustain it. It's time. It's and it will t- die. It's t- Well, I'm, I'm thinking we can actually still do it, but we just need to scale it back and do a smaller sample version. And then if it works, perhaps uh, move forward in the following years. Because we haven't... The, the closest we've come to vegetable garden, a, 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 any vegetable garden at all, is buying the the tomato plants that are in pots and you put them out on your patio and then the chipmunks gnaw on the nubs. We've never actually received a tomato. I don't believe we've ever had one tomato that we've been able to eat. I Maybe Have very we? early we got one. And then I did an herb garden one year. Or, no. no, I didn't. You didn't. Stop. I didn't. <laughs> I did a pot. Of herbs, right. and I had basil, mint, and maybe cilantro, right? Or dill. Well, there was like three herbs and some lettuce, and that was okay. Like we actually did use them. We used the herbs and the lettuce, but we're fortunate enough to live in a town, by the way, that has a lot of like cool uh, community gardening plots and stuff that you can go actually. We do. And we have a great farmers market. Oh, and yeah, because we do. where we live is rural. There are a lot of producers that come to the farmer's market and sell the stuff that they grow. Yeah. And we're in I Southern am never Minnesota. going to be one of them because I struggle to keep a fake plant alive. Well, you know. <laughs> it's that bad. They sell the, the, uh, the hydroponic stuff so you can grow stuff inside. I don't think that would even save me. I just. I don't know. I'm, I do not have a green thumb and I had huge, like these big lofty intentions this winter of my vegetable garden. And I was like, I'm going to go out there every day after work and I'm going to take care of it. And it's going to be this, it's going to be really good. And as spring tries to spring here, I'm feeling a little negative about it. I'm thinking we can give it a shot, a small version of it. Yeah. We have plenty of sunlight. We both know you're going to be the one that winds we, up dealing with it. So. We, we live in the, uh, you know, in like uh, some of the richest soil in on the planet is yeah. here in southern Minnesota, which is the reason uh, the farming has taken off. I don't see a reason why we just don't give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to get involved, because if it's my garden, it's going to be... You're not one My disaster. You're not one to really uh embrace the green life. Well, I would like to. I just know myself. But even in I'm the pa- self-aware enough to know that I suck. But even in the it. even <laughs> in the past when you've perhaps had more time, you didn't it, gar- plants and you don't connect. I would like them. And and, and I don't know, as earthy as you have become, maybe that has changed. Maybe you would actually feel the pain of the plant that you never water. Well, I did. I planted my bulbs and that was going to, that was my thing. Like I want to be a person who has tulips in the spring. So that means you have to plant bulbs in the fall. And I was very proud of myself because I actually bought them 
I and think- I pl- and I put them in the ground before it froze. Like I followed all the steps, and now they came up and they got frostbit. I don't think that they did. I think there's a couple of like little f- flowers that may have taken a hit, but the plants themselves, I believe, are frost resistant, aren't they? Uh, no, not the tulips, I don't think. The crocus were, but those already came up. I think those are going to, I haven't seen anybody with stuff that's come up and created color yet, no. other than green. I'm just. I take that back. I haven't looked at our neighbor. Hers always pumped come up and they're beautiful oh yeah i haven't been back in the backyard to look at hers either they i'm sure that they're great because you know, you know, they actually take care of them and know what they're doing the virginia bluebells on the edge of our ravine which come up every year are up are they and they do they do just fine with this type of that's the kind see this is the kind of plants i do i shouldn't even say i do well with these are the kind of plants that work for me hostas because you don't have to do anything to them. You, you can't kill them. You can't kill them. One time we we moved one. We scooped it out of the ground, threw it in the flower bed for like a week and a half. And it just like rooted itself there. It just there. started growing. We're like, oh, okay. That'll work. So. So hostas, uh, Virginia bluebells, because they just come up on their own. And uh, the daylilies that all perennials i do well with perennials that i didn't have to plant and nurture from infancy and they can just take it they (laughs) they just take care of themselves right yep that's that's my deal that's the idea and i have some very sweet friends that are really supportive of my desire to have a garden and they are like sending me tips and like here are some things you can do and don't forget to try this and I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. What if you just legitimately started with an herb garden this year? Do you think you could handle that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try. I'm, well, I'm going to try my uh, my pollinator garden. I'm going to give it a whirl. I've talked about it for years now. Yes, you have. This is going to happen, and I'm going to have an, an abundance of butterflies and, and honeybees. That'll be cool and all of that, and the bumblebees, and I want to have a place where you can just go out, stand there, and look at all these amazing creatures come in and do their thing. Right. That would be very good like for your mental health. We need that. To have that little space. We need that. Can we put some chairs out there and like... Well, we can. We have a whole... Make a little vibe. <laughs> well, you could just pick one up and <laughs> head back to the edge of the ravine. Uh, it's fun to pretend that, <laughs> that these... These warm days are going to come and give us green and color. Listen, in northern Minnesota this past couple of days, they actually did get another like blizzard type event. Six to eight inches of snow fell all over the place up there. They're not even, they don't even know what or, or if spring will, will look like it if it's ever coming back. Oh. Can you imagine that? So you're telling me it could be worse. Yes. I mean, right now, the resorts where I grew up, are the only thing that is on their mind is, God, please get the ice off the lake (laughs) for opening fishing, which is coming up here in about three weeks. Oh, that's crazy. I know. And I remember when I was a kid working those resorts, and we would be sitting there cleaning up the grounds, looking out at the lake, going, are we going to make it? And there was years we didn't. And then the fishermen would arrive and they would be like, oh. What'd they do then? Well, depending on how much was there, 
they would do their best to find spots, and then some of them would cancel. I mean, these are these are guys that would come up. You have to understand, in Minnesota, especially northern Minnesota, that is some of the best fishing on the planet, right? So these guys would come from down south where they don't have these big, deep, ice-cold uh-huh. lakes, and they would want to fish walleye, and they would come, and they would come from Florida and all the deep south, and when they would get up there, because if people, the weird thing about Minnesota is down in southern Minnesota, you have the open prairie and farmland, and then you get to the middle part of the state, and you got some of the hardwoods, and then you get to northern Minnesota, and it's the deep green forest and the evergreens and the rocks and almost glacier-type look. Mm-hmm. It looks like Alaska. It's very pretty. Yeah. And that all happens just in the span of about 500 miles. That's how much the... It the actually, terrain Yeah, the terrain changes. Varies. It's insane. So they would come all the way up there, and then they would... And to them, it was heaven, right? These guys, some of these guys I knew that were from like the urban areas down south that couldn't believe how clean the water was. Mm. You know, they'd look in 12 feet of water and be able to see the fish swimming on the bottom and they'd be like, I can't even believe what I'm looking at. It is pretty cool. Even guys from Chicago would say that. They were like, you have no idea what how, you know, you should appreciate this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't at the time. I was 14 and 15 years old and just naive to what the lakes here in southern Minnesota even look like, <laughs> which yeah. are green swamps. Green, green seaweedy. So we're hoping, I think that's where we're at right now. We're hoping that uh, eventually spring will come. We'll get some more rain later this week. But uh, we're, we're, I just quit looking at listen, the weather. We're going into May with below average temperatures, I can tell you that. And it's going to be cold and rainy and wet as we get into the later part of the week and into the weekend again. And people are really going to start to lose it. Well, yeah, because you look at the forecast and you're like, oh, you know, hopefully it's just a couple more cold days. And then you look and it's like... Hopefully it's just another cold week and then it just like keeps yeah. repeating. And when you, like, oh my God, it's never going to warm up. When you can look at 10 days out. And, and it's like and 42, you, yeah. 41, snow, 42, snow. And it makes that period Come on. so short, right? The, this last weekend. See, and this is why I get like this weird guilt in the summer. Like if I don't soak up every second right. of nice weather that I'm wasting it. I'm worried about mental health in August of this year <laughs> because when you have back-to-back extended versions of what whatever yeah. we're experiencing like this and then you, you know it's coming again and, and, and you like, go yeah and you go years not not oh that was a tough winter and now you're having back-to-back so long you, that's long two winters. Year, two years of your life Dude, I know. I know. We this is what we went through on Friday. I so. know. It's like we need we need to snap, snap out, of, out of we it. need to snap out of it and know that like it will come. Just gotta take a deep breath, do some 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 breath work. I really, you know, there's all these conspiracy theorists that believe that the government can control the weather. I would like to believe that now, and I would like to believe that they need to bring some sunshine. Oh, and you, warmer temps. Can you dial that up? I don't know. Can AI take care of that? <laughs> probably. It's not, it's not, not yet, too but far it, out. it's probably coming. We watch some more terrifying documentaries and, and, and interviews like with like scientists about it this past weekend. And, you, and when they start setting the scenarios up as to why it's dangerous, 
then you really get freaked out. Yeah. We might need to change up our programming. Yeah, I need to on stop the weekends because we're like, okay, search AI on YouTube. And then we watch all these interviews and we're like, oh my God. Well, the world is going to end. I've been saying this for about six months now that people aren't paying attention, but I think they are now. You think they're starting I think, to? I think they're starting to because people are seeing it pop up in just search engines. Well, the Snapchat AI came out this weekend. Yeah. And I got this, not just me, everybody got this little notification. My AI, hi, say hi to my AI. I'm an experimental chat bot. Um, unlike other chats with friends, all content with my AI will be retained unless you delete it. And then you can like chat with it and you can't, Get rid of it. You can with Bing, the search engine for uh, Microsoft now as well. I think that's Google based. And it's like Bing is Microsoft based. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Microsoft. And you can, uh, you'll see this over the next couple of weeks because I mean, I'm not lying. I mean, I said a couple of weeks ago that this was going to hit people like a freight train, like it's not going to be that gradual. Mm -hmm. Listening to those scientists talk about it saying that they have the technology, but it is so crazy right now that humanity couldn't even handle it. So they're trying to spoon feed it to us so we adapt and we can gradually embrace it because they said if they fed the stuff to us now that they, they just have, released it, it would be too much for people to even comprehend. Which begs the question, like, will they do it properly? Will no, they do it slow enough? I'm telling you, and I've said this from the get-go, all of the technology that is out there that is has people baffled, like this UFO to, uh, stuff, all of this stuff that's beginning yeah. to surface, somebody, they have technology that will blow people's minds, but they can't release it right now, all of it, because it would be just too much to comprehend. Mm -hmm. And these were guys, I mean, these are smart guys, right? These are not weird, just like... They're not running some cult or these are just scientists right. that were talking about what is available and where it's headed. I mean, and if you think about that, like when that, when it converses with you and it develops like that sentiment where it has a personality, right? It's only using the data that it's been fed to create that. So the danger, and I heard one of these scientists break it down this past weekend. He said, listen, if everything that you were being fed on your media was controlled by artificial intelligence that had a that was being fed data with a motive mm -hmm. you wouldn't know any different that you would create an entire you could take a generation like our children's yeah and that would the the only thing that they would be fed would be things that the government wants them to see and think there would be no thing because you wouldn't have options. Mm -hmm. It will, it could potentially police the internet and all that goes on all by itself and only let the message through that it wants to get through. Think about that. You would never be able to even send anything or post anything. Everything, all of the news, all of the entertainment, anything that you see and you absorb would be what it wants you to. Which is why the, like Elon Musk and all of those tech companies signed that petition for a 
AI summer, which essentially means we hit pause right. on AI, not stop, but like what is out there right now would be left and they would stop releasing new artificial intelligence until they have a better grip on how this is going to affect humanity. It's good. Which it, sounds dramatic, but I don't think it no, is. No, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not dramatic. It's like, it's insane because again, just go back to what I just said. You, They could literally take over everything that you, everything that you see and hear, it could all be controlled by one device, one central hub that would just create the environment that they want. And anything you tried or anybody else tried to it would just zap it. It could. It's they already have this technology. It's there. Yeah, and when I was when I was um playing with Chat GPT, which is an artificial intelligence language model, it appears like when you're interacting with it that it's going out to the internet and pulling in information from searches. Right. But it isn't. Nope. It's been pre-programmed with a set of information based on human knowledge and learning patterns and language models. And it's communicating that information on its own. Right. So if you were to go way back and I'm going to, I'm going to lose some Gen Z here, but if you were to go way back to when you had encyclopedias, it would be the equivalent of that version of AI being fed that data from A through Z. Yep. So everything that it, all the information that it would came, come up with and send back to you would be what was in that specific language. Yes. So all of that. So it, it only learned that. But is what they're worried about and is what they're seeing is somehow it has found a way to learn for itself. Like ink, like, there was a, was it, which language did it pick up without any help? I don't remember. There was a, I mean, it, 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 it's weird that it's like, it's learning different languages and it's learning. Uh... This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Almost to write like fiction novel approach to things, right? Like it, it, sympathy. Yeah. And so it's, it's learning from the people who are using it also. So if you're interacting with it, it's learning like your language models and like the way you talk to it. And so it can model back then those language models and those behaviors and almost seem like it has a personality. But when, Scott- when it, it so far from what I understand, it does, it isn't. But when Scott Pelley asked those M- MIT guys, he said, how did it come up with, like the story writing abilities and the response it's giving for some of the, like the learning other languages. And they said, 
we don't know. That's <laughs> Unplug a, it. Right. That's what they said. Literally, they were like, that's the scary part. We don't know. The guys that built this stuff don't know how it's learning certain things. They don't Unplug know. It. And that was that's when it, it got Listen, scary. The aliens are coming back and they're going <laughs> to. Well, I'm telling They're you. like, you guys are wrecking everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how you're supposed to do it. It's. It, I think this is part of what has people on edge. Absolutely. Be, because it's not, be, you're not thinking 10 years down the road, what, what will life look like? Here's what we're looking at now is what's life going to look like at the end of 2023? Yeah, it's happening and, so fast. And certainly the end of next year. What's it going to look like by fourth of july like it's happening so fast Literally. and no one's putting the brakes on it like the the petition that they all these guys signed I, like i don't know what happened to it but no one's stopping you like, know they what? just keep releasing more and more and more ai tools that no, nobody knows how to actually use them properly and nobody knows actually what their power is you know what i think is what happened is the cat got out of the bag and i think that they know that People are on to this now and they're going to have to have disclosure at some point and they're trying to spoon feed this stuff to us so we don't go crazy when it all comes out. Well, it's they're gonna we're like drinking from a fire hose right it's, now. It's, There's no spoon feeding anymore. Well, well that's because it, the, the cat's out of the bag. Right. So now they're like, uh-oh. And all of this UFO stuff that the Pentagon started to address finally recently, I think it's technology <laughs> rather than aliens. I think they have technology and they have had it for a while and it's time to start sharing. This it's is going to get gonna weird. weird. It is. This it's, is going to get weird. It's going to get super weird. And there's, I know there's a ton of people that I talk to every day that are not paying attention to what's going on. Well, and it is hard to wrap your head around it. It is because it's, it, it, it it goes against everything we were taught growing up. Yeah. And I thought I understood it and then watched a few interviews this weekend and was like, oh, so I'm like, it's just a lot to comprehend. And it's, it's like a science fiction movie. It, I'm not kidding. The stuff that we were seeing in science fiction movies in the eighties is now a reality. Totally. And it's, it's, it's if you go back crazy, if you go back just 20 years, just 20 years, none of the stuff we have now. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even close. I mean, cell phones at that point were just archaic. Yeah, even 10 years ago. It's just it's just bonkers. If you go back 30 years ago, the Internet was non-existent. Right. I remember when I was in college, when I got to college in the fall of 1994, my one of my initial one of the first professors I had at the University of Minnesota sat us all down and explained this new thing called email. I'm not kidding. They were like, if you have questions, this is a good way that we can learn to communicate now. And it's called email. And she had an email address that was like a mile long. <laughs> and I was like completely blown away by it. You know, the correspondence. Uh, yeah. And now that's, I'm like, are you kidding me? That seems like, you know, Fred Flintstone stuff. Right. It's just weird. No, it really is. And it's. And, and that acceleration from that point to 
you know, 10 years later, and then even now 30 beyond that, it's just, do you think that was fast? That was nothing. This new stuff is moving at breakneck speed. It It's literally week by week, it's changing. And there are some things that could come out of this if it's done properly that could be really good. Sure. And and super huge innovations and and leaps forward for our civilization. But it could also destroy humanity. Here's here's the question I have for you. As it becomes more popular and then it gets more uh ingrained into our society and it just becomes part of our life and it eliminates more jobs. Mm-hmm which are just going to start to vanish. Like they they brought up the point this past weekend that all the high-level corporate jobs as well, there's a bunch of them that aren't going to be needed anymore. Mm-hmm. What do all of these people do for employment? Yeah, that's a huge question. Especially on the automation end of things. Yep, it's that's a huge question. Like what why are why are we eliminating the need for human jobs and like how do you what happens? Like, what is the next evolution of our systems? We've never been here before. All of the people that we're, that we know of that are employed on assembly lines, customer service, all of this yeah, stuff. It's, it's millions and millions of people. Hundreds, billions. It will be billions of people before long will not be needed. What do we do with all of these people and what will they do to earn money? Yeah. Is this, are we headed for a global government and a universal basic income, which is going to freak people out when I even say that? So tell, tell me more about that because I don't fully understand the implications of a society like that. It's a communist state. I mean, well, it's socialism, right? I mean, see now don't at me because <laughs> I don't know there's going to be people that will, but it's just government controlled funds 100%. So the only way you can get money is what the government gives you is from the government. I know that sounds like a science fiction movie again, but let's say you had 500 million people in set borders. Yep. And they all, I'm just throwing numbers out there, were living off $5,000 a month that they were allotted in this electronic transaction every this sound, literally sounds like a science fiction mm-hmm. movie. But so you got that money and what you did with it was up to you. But basically you'd start the society would start to resemble like a Lego village yeah. where it would just be like this house and this, the, everything looks the same. Everything would be. Yeah. You'd be on a level playing field. Equal. That that will be the, how they'll sell it. Right. And everybody has the equal amount. And then you'll go down to the little dinky park that's built like a Lego again. Uh-huh. Read the book Anthem by Ayn Rand. I it's don't know. Short, it's a short story. It, it It's just, it's incredible. One that, of the, the interviews we watched this week and they brought up Brave New World in 1984, two other books. And they were like, you know, those are two illustrations of what it could look like. Not like it's going to look like that, but more that um, kind of, premonition that futuristic yeah, yeah yeah it's so futuristic Where you're like i don't know that i should read any of that right now it's, <laughs> i it's, don't think i'm mentally stable enough so it's going to be how initially 
it's good. Those that you uh, learn to work with AI mm -hmm. will be the ones that will do well. Yes. Those, I've seen a lot of that. Like yeah. play with it. It's crazy. Learn about it. Don't it's yes, it can be overwhelming and it can seem scary, but it, the people who learn to use it will have an advantage. How many people will they need to learn to use it? I don't know. I don't, I don't have any idea. Cause here comes the population control oh, conspiracy God. theorists. Ugh. They're coming. Oh yeah. This is going to be, a, this is going to be a big thing. We are living in crazy times. Honestly. I mean, this is stuff. And then you think about the, you know, the conflict that's building, I mean, potentially between some of the world powers. Yes. Will this be how that war will be fought? With artificial intelligence. Oh, God. I can't even like this. And who has, who has the crazy stuff? Oh, it's out there. It's somebody has it. Right. They're talking, listening to these guys and explaining them, having them explain where we're headed and how they're going to try to, again, when I heard these scientists say the stuff that's out there was going to throw a monkey wrench into the way we believe. So it's, it's going to be difficult for some people to grasp, but they have it. So they're going to just little by little and they're working as quickly as they can to get it out so people can see it and learn to use it and accept it. And they want you to be comfortable with it because it's, again, it's going to throw a huge wrench into a lot of beliefs that we've had to this point, hmm. which is scary. It's all, it's all freaking me out. It is. It's when we started watching that, I was like, oh my God. And I, I almost have to stop because if I don't, that's all I'm going to think about. I know. And I am super fascinated by it. And I, I I'm curious about it. Like, I don't want to ignore it. You want to know what's making it hard to just, like, forget about it? Every time I log on to my phone now or log on to the computer, some AI stuff pops up. Yeah, it's like, oh, hi, I'm your new chatbot. Yes. Like, I don't, I didn't ask for a chatbot. All bot. of these search engines, all of these now apps like yeah. Snapchat, it's just like, it, it's being, that's their way of throwing it at you and making you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, like, they want, they want people. Yes trying it it's crazy but i don't know that we're ready for the full-blown release <laughs> and and what do they have <laughs> right because like he said that that we're, the stuff that we're playing with right now like the the, the language models the language models are just yeah they're just a little taste of some of the stuff that they have they're like the kindergarten version of ai right where you're like Write me a paragraph about bumblebees. And this stuff. And it, right, you know, it spits out a paragraph within seconds. Right. And this stuff, the way it's progressing, the reason it's progressing faster, and it's not the scientists necessarily that are making, that are making these leaps and bounds on a weekly basis. The AI itself is teaching. It's, it's literally self-evolving. Do you, this just came to me. Do you think that that's why they keep pushing it on these platforms that people are already familiar with like Snapchat, That's like a great, Snapchat uh, yeah. yes, and yes. Bing, because the more people, the more users that are interacting with it, the more powerful it gets. By, here, here's my prediction by Memorial day weekend. 
this this the, the fact that I'm talking in weeks now is not is well. Is, that is how right. fast it's going. Literally by Memorial Day weekend, you everything that you encounter almost digitally will have some kind of AI assistance. That's how fast this is happening. And then where is it going from there? Mm-hmm. You in ten years, I I can't even imagine what the world will look like. It'll look like something out of the Jetsons. I know. And I keep picturing this like futuristic world. And then part of me that's very um, Pollyanna, I guess I could say, is like, well, maybe it will, it will help us create this like futuristic, beautiful, loving world. And we'll all just sing Kumbaya. And no, I think the transition, <laughs> I think the transition, there's also the option where it could be catastrophic. Yeah, and they're talking about that. Yeah, it, you know, in in the technology circles too. One hundred percent. Like because this is here, potentially you, literally could obliterate humanity. You want to know <laughs> so why? It's, you want to know why it's dangerous? Because of greed. Yeah. You if you think you about get the, the wrong people, and they will the wrong the, the wrong power. people already have it. Yeah, I think they're the right. guys that have it. The wrong people all are the ones who have it. Is this? How the Hunger Games starts. I don't, I don't know, but it's the, just start. If you get a chance and you really haven't dug into this, and you always wonder what is George talking about. Just start digging into it a little bit. Just log on and start digging around. It's and well, they're they're talking about it continuously on on all of the big news outlets and stuff. It, it's it's there, but it's about to take over, mm-hmm. and it's not even a real thing. It's just it. But it's just a computer. they'll program it to program you to think the way they want you to think. This freaked me out. It is. It's weird. So on that note. What can we do to stay grounded? <laughs> that's why people are moving off the grid. What can we do to stay of the earth? I don't know. I don't know either. This is, but this is why these guys like Elon Musk and some of the others are like, we need to, we need to take a pause here. If you see my pockets stuffed full of crystals, don't worry about it. These are protecting me from the computers. How many times have we been down this road before? If you think about it as a civilization, I know I did think about that when we were watching the interview this weekend. I was like, oh, maybe this is how we keep destroying ourselves. Because what was it in Terminator? Was it Skynet? Skynet. Yeah. And that was like so far fetched at the time that we were like, oh my God, can you imagine that? Now here we are. And you're like, oh yeah, I can. Yeah, we can absolutely. Yep. I mean, can you think about it. If it just took over and started to launch, it started to wage war. Stop. I, okay, this is. It could. We've taken it too far. It's it could, Monday. It could just take over the our, our ships, our airplanes, everything. It could just fly everything all by itself. Not, I'm not kidding. Drive cars, all of it. Transportation. Just take over. Hmm. It's crazy. Well, on that note. Yeah, this was uplifting. <laughs> I was like, let's talk about something fun. What is it? We we need to get more sunshine in some 80s to pull us out of this dark. We need dark, to do something. This dark corner of the net that we found ourselves in. It's just insane. Well, there is a lot. There's a lot of turmoil in the world right now. I think people are feeling it. So it's okay to be honest. There's a lot going on. It's okay to be honest. Like last week, before we go, there was the uh, there was a weekly... It wasn't weekly. It was just a, a yearly weather awareness like day where they launched all the sirens oh, statewide. Yeah. It was like a tornado drill. You're yeah, supposed it, to like make your 
plan for severe weather. And it was on an odd day because normally they do that the first Wednesday of every month at one o'clock. This came like on an odd day and it was in the middle of the afternoon and I thought for sure, and I wasn't the only one. When it when those sirens went off, I looked outside and I'm like, okay, there's nothing happening with the weather. So are we being nuked? I know. Or, or have the aliens arrived? We had that the same the conversation at work. We were like, it's not Wednesday. And we're like, huh, are we under attack of some sort? Right. Like, how scary is it that that's the first thing everyone thought of? I know. Or what's going on? What kind of shelter-in-place order is being issued now? What catastrophe is upon us? My God. that's So every time those things go off now, it's like, is it a tornado or is it something else? People are on edge. They are. There's no question. People are, (laughs) as a society, we are on edge. We are. I hope. And this is not just one of those things that's just going to pass. This stuff is real. Oh, yeah. So here it comes. How do we deal with it? We need need to get somebody that is knowledgeable, who understands all what's going on with this stuff that can perhaps maybe reassure us because I'm not getting. I don't think that that's part of the deal right now. There is not a lot of reassurance. No, listening to these guys that are developing this stuff. I'm like, that scares the the crap out of Mm -hmm. me. Don't don't tell me this, but they're being honest. Please slow down. Can we sign the petition? Yeah. Well, next to Elon Musk. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. But again, artificial intelligence, pay very close attention because this stuff is going to, I'm afraid it's going to take over our schools. Oh, it, well, it's going to be everywhere. You know? I mean, will kids just go into a classroom, sit down and on a big screen? A robot? Who knows? There's all kinds of different scenarios that don't seem far-fetched at all anymore. I'm teacher 14322. (laughs) Again, read Anthem by Ann Rand. I'm going to pass. Read the short story. No, it's riveting stuff. I read it in high school. I mean, that's like, we're going back over 30 years ago. And, And at that time, I thought, that is strange. And now here we are, and I'm like, that's not so strange. Yeah, if it hits a little too close to home... I don't know if I can handle it right it now. Be, it, I'm not stable enough. It could be where we're headed. <laughs> All right. On that note, I know that it's cold now. Uh, it will. I would like to believe that it's going to warm up. I don't, I'm not buying it. it I'd, I'd, I'd like to believe that. It's not too late, though. A lot of people, I've noticed that there are people. I, I see up at JP. I've seen some new faces. Get up there. Get signed up. This is about the time of the year I started last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was in late You're April. At your one year anniversary. So I'm telling you, if, if if you want to take better care of yourself, you want to alleviate some of this stress that all that's going on in the news is causing. I'm telling you, exercise is a great way to improve not just your body but your mental health. And you're going to need to be agile to fight the robots. Yeah, exactly. So who can teach you that? All of the fitness warriors at JP Fitness. I got to get John and Allie back over here. We're going to talk about nutrition because everybody is running through that or, or, or going running into the same problem, I would say, right now. They're all like, you know what? I'm working out consistently, but I really need to dial in my nutrition. I know that that's a fact for me. It's a huge thing. And I feel better when my nutrition is dialed yeah. in. So it's like it's just a matter of taking ownership of it and actually doing it right and it's not like oh i don't have the willpower it's just making that those lifestyle changes saturday night i ate three donuts 
Oh God. I had, I had one. You, you, well, you brought home a bunch from your mom's. You all right, bro? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I did not, I did not feel really good on Sunday I when bet, I woke up. I'm like, bet not. I had three donuts because I had one. You, you, you brought home yeah, a bunch from to, your mom. We went to see my mom and she sent us home with donuts. A big box. Like there must've been 24 in there initially or something like that. I have no idea. It was huge. And I was like, I opened it up Saturday night and I had one. I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Then I looked at these chocolate cake style ones. I'm like, I'm going to have one of those. Oh, it was delicious. Then I think, I'm going to have one more and then I'm going to go to bed. And I did. So I had three gigantic donuts. Oh. Not good. Not good. That is not dialing in your nutrition. No. That is not what they would tell you to do on a Saturday night at, no. 11, at 11 o'clock. No. So don't do that. But you can learn those things too. By getting the advice and uh, all the, the encouragement you'll need at JP Fitness. By the way, we'll, we do have a link. Seriously, get started today. They've got a program for everybody and that individual one-on-one -on -one training, which is the key to you sticking to it. I'm telling you, that is the key. So log on to our website, georgeandjess.com. There's a link for JP there. Uh, give them a call. Set your appointment up. All right, on that note, have yourself a fantastic final week of April. Next week, May is coming, and hopefully, eventually, <laughs> summertime temps as well. <laughs>